0: And As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin Addison here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, and you're tuned in right now to Wednesday's with Will. Glad that you're here with me. I say here with me but I mean listening to me because I can't see you (laughs) and you can't see me. Um, We have a a, a great show plan for today. Um, Before I get started, I want to make sure that you know that you can email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. That's A-D-D-I-S-O-N-S at AFR.net. Also, make sure you check out the Marriage, Family, Life uh, website marriagefamilylife.net. Uh, we're going to have some updates up on there real soon about some events that will be happening, uh, the Marriage Family Life date nights. So um, they're not up just yet. We're still planning them out, but they will be up. Also, if you would, go to uh, afa.net slash bydesign and check out the By Design campaign or uh, that we're doing here. And uh, we talked a little bit about it. We had a panel discussion uh, at the conference about by design and what it is and um, some of the resources that you can uh, get there. We're also planning to do some things with that, so just stay tuned. got a lot of stuff that's that's happening. Uh, Our focus here on Aaron Addison's is marriage, family, the church. We talk a little bit about politics from time to time, but all of it's done uh, with a biblical perspective. We want to be able to talk about the issues of the day, but also uh, in talking about those issues, we, we love to use the straight edge of Scripture, which is the Word of God, because you don't care about my opinion. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but you do care about the Word of God, and we should all care about the Word of God if we are followers of Christ. And so we want to make sure that when we're talking about these different issues, that we are using the Bible. There are many books there are many uh, opinions and articles and things like that that you can read about certain topics. But, man, we got to always make sure that we're going back to the Bible as our final authority. That's some of the problem today is that we are looking towards PhDs and, and uh, different men and women who are supposed to be experts on topics instead of looking at the Word of God and seeking out, you know, the, what the Lord is saying about these topics. Everything that pertains to life and godliness we can find uh, in in our relationship with Jesus Christ and it's in his word. And so with that in mind, today I want to talk a little bit about the spirit of stupor, the spirit of stupor, S-T-U-P-O-R. When we look at the children of Israel, they went through cycles of being delivered. Uh, in miraculous ways, then vowing their allegiance to God, and then reneging <laughs> on those vows, being chastised by God, and then it seemed like this pattern would comp- would or go over again and again and again. It would repeat itself. You know, God would deliver his people, and you would see like a fidelity for a moment to God, you know, and then as time went on, you know, you saw where they begin to back away from their allegiance to God and God would bring his prophets and, and, and those who would speak for his word to try to correct those things that are, that were lacking in the people. And a lot of times they just wouldn't listen, you know? So God brought judgment and he chastises his, his people because he loves his people. And again, I'm not overly harsh, not being overly harsh on the children of Israel because in a lot of ways, this cycle mirrors what we do individually as Christians and what the church in America does collectively. We find, out, find ourselves in our own lives and our personal lives where God would, would uh, work a miracle on our behalf. And then we turn around, you know, times a little time has passed, and we forget about those things that, that uh, he's done. And so the children of Israel uh, would do that. But I was studying a particular topic on a t- a particular topic that God laid on my heart pertaining to Romans chapter 12. And because I read the begin- beginning of Romans 12 and there was a therefore there, and what I said last week, I figured I needed to go back to chapter 11 to see what the therefore was there for. So in reading chapter 11, I came across these verses. It says, just as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not and bend their backs forever. And at that moment when I was reading this, he was he, uh, talking about uh, uh, Israel and that God had gave given them a spirit of, of stupor god gave this to them and at that moment when i read that the holy spirit spoke to my heart and said this is what's happening in america this is what's happening in america and you know i was curious uh to where paul was he was quoting from the uh, the old testament i was i was curious to what he was uh quoting And from what I can tell, it's a combination of of thoughts from a couple of scriptures. One in Isaiah, listen to this. It says, be delayed and wait. Blind yourselves and be blind. They become drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured over you a spirit of deep sleep. For the Lord has poured over you a spirit of deep sleep. He has shut your eyes, the prophets. He has shut your eyes, comma, who are the prophets. And he has covered your heads, comma, the seers. The entire vision will be to you like the words of a sealed book, which when they give it to the one who is literate, saying, please read this, what will he say? He will say, I cannot, for it is sealed. Then the book will be given to the one who is illiterate, saying, please read this. And he will say, I cannot read. Then the Lord said, because this people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service. But they remove their hearts far from me and their reverence for me consists of tradition learned by rote. (laughs) Therefore, behold, I will once again deal with marvelously with this people, wondrously marvelous, and the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the discernment of their discerning men will be canceled. Man. And so God is, is pronouncing a judgment here because of the people's infidelity to him, because they were honoring him with, with just their lip service, and what they were doing was mechanical, he said one of the pronouncements was that he would pour over them a spirit of deep sleep, that he would shut their eyes, the prophets. So it's not that prophets were not uh, uh, preaching and, and saying, thus said the Lord, but the people couldn't hear. They couldn't see. They couldn't hear, even though seers and prophets were provided. I think about Jeremiah. I've been studying the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah had been preaching what was going to happen to Judah for years, for years. But yet the people could not, they did not receive what he said. They said he was lying. They said he was mad. I mean, time and time again, Jeremiah was saying, "What well, thus says the Lord. But the people and the kings and everybody else didn't want to hear it. A matter of fact, what they desired to hear was false prophets. They didn't want to hear what Jeremiah was saying. And so this is a spiritual matter. That's a spiritual matter. When he has shut the eyes, shut your eyes, the prophets, and has covered your heads, the seers, the entire vision will be to you like words of a sealed book. And it's not that those things would not be there provided, but you would not be able to see it, you would not be able to read it. It's, it's amazing what the what the lord is, is speaking here and then there's another scripture in Deuteronomy and it says that Moses summoned all Israel and said to them you have seen all you have seen all that that the lord did before your eyes in the land of egypt to pharaoh and all his servants and all his land the great trials which your eyes have seen Those great signs and wonders. Yet to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart to know, Hmm. nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. Wait, wait a minute. Didn't he just say, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt and the Pharaoh and all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen? But then he comes back and says, yet to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart to know nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. It wasn't that they physically didn't see what was going on. It wasn't that they didn't physically see the Lord delivering them from Egypt, from the hand of Pharaoh. But there was something that was going on in their hearts that they really didn't see. They didn't have eyes to see. They didn't have ears to hear. Then did I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandal has not worn out on your foot. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or strong drink, in order that you might know that I am the Lord your God. That's Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 2 through 6. There's a dullness, there's a lack of seeing, a lack of hearing that the Lord will pour upon a people because of their rebellion and because of their infidelity towards God. These passages are very interesting, very, very interesting. This blindness and this dullness is on account of disobedience and infidelity of the people. So what is a stupor? What is that? Now, listen to this definition and think about America. Think about the church in America. Think about America in general. It's a condition of greatly dulled or completely suspended sense of sensibility, a a chiefly mental condition marked by absence of spontaneous movement, greatly diminished responsiveness uh, to stimulation, and usually impaired consciousness. It's a state of extreme apathy, Mm. resulting often from stress or shock. Extreme apathy, a condition greatly uh, of a uh, greatly dulled or completely suspended sense of sensibility. Man, there are things happening in our country right now that should shock us to a point of us being on our knees con- constantly in prayer. There are things going on that, man, it has no effect on us anymore. We've been dulled. There's been a, a spirit of stupor that's been poured out upon us. I'm going to get into some of the headlines, some of the things that we talk about here on Aaron Addison's on on a daily basis, but I just want us to consider where we are, where we are, because this should really be alarming to us that we can be so dull, and we have to consider, is this the part of the judgment of God, because if God is giving this spirit of stupor, man... There has been uh, a mark that's been pushed back. There have been a going too far. There has been a uh, this is enough moment in the eyes of God where he's like, now I'm giving you over. Judgment. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it's very, very real. It's very real. I'm gonna stop right here. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We're talking about a spirit of stupor today. Thank you for listening to it. Wednesdays with Will, we'll be right back. Hey, look around this out dark, i'll black everything Like the million man March, Ooh. but I'm talking about everything Dark heart, dark souls, uh. dark minds right dark flow. Can I get a little light though? That's something I can fight for. Hey, we so black we don't know. No, no. On that highway we go, no, no. go full speed ahead this he got his stuff no more family fit okay don't know he can give for safer things we never saw but fit that like hit the glowin we don't know where we going but it ain't no cool or for life. It is like i hear like some broken proof we flash a passing on some treasure that is golden for some nickolin cap trying to get glory to stole every bill we sawin hey we all got dreams this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio I'm Will and you're tuning into Wednesdays with Will. Uh, if you're wondering where Miki is right now, actually I don't know, <laughs> but she's not in the studio here. Um, but we take this time uh, to do Wednesdays with Will, just so I could share some things that's been on my heart as well. Also, um, you know, we're using this time as a strategic time. There's a lot of things that we're working on and uh, you'll hear more about them as time goes on. Uh, Miki uh, has some assignments from God. <laughs> so, we take this time as well to work on on those things uh, for the glory of God. But today I've been talking about the spirit of stupor, the spirit of stupor. And I was reading some scriptures and and sharing how there are different points you can read in the word of God where God will give uh, his people a spirit of stupor where, you know, there are prophets who are prophesying and there there are words that are coming forth, but the people can't hear it. There's a dullness. There's a, a loss of all sensibility, you know. And it's a spiritual thing that's happening because um, things are going on, but there's a there's there's such a blindness. There's such a blindness. It's like things have, have been sealed, and it comes about because of the rebelliousness, the the infidelity, you know, you know, of God's people, where their hearts are not really drawn towards Him. You know, it's, it's just rote. It's just lip service. And so we have been exploring that today. So America has been given us a a spirit of stupor by God. The dullness within the church is palpable. I mean, let's just think about it. Let's consider our country and the spiritual significance of why America was created. Now I believe with everything within me that America was formed uh, to champion the propagation of the gospel worldwide. I believe that the main uh, reason for America being what it is, is that it has been used as a vehicle by God to spread the good news worldwide. So God, he raises up nations for a purpose. He raised up Israel to display his love and provide salvation for the world. He raised up Egypt to display his power. He raised up Babylon to chastise his people. He raised up Rome to display his sovereignty and to provide a fitting backdrop in which the savior of the world would be born. And he raised up America that the gospel of Jesus Christ would spread like wildfire to the ends of the earth. There are purposes why God um, raised nations up and sets nations down. And America has done much good in the earth and we can't deny that it was built upon biblical principles. It's all in the, the writings and in, in some of the speeches, you know, and the writings of the founding fathers and some of the, the documents. Now, founding documents are filled with biblical influence and Christian thought. The acknowledgement of creator God and references to morality are throughout. Now, does this mean the nation is perfect? Nope, because you're still dealing with people who were human. Neither are the the founding fathers, but even Israel, whom God birthed himself and made a people, has a history of sinfulness. That's the truth of the matter. So the question is, what happens when something created with a purpose either fails to continue in that purpose or if what is done begins to be perverted? Maybe that was a purpose. Let's look at America for propagating the gospel, spreading the gospel what if that has been perverted into spreading wickedness around the world? Hmm, what happens then? See, we can stick out our, our chest and say things like America was founded on biblical principles, and that's true. Uh, or even say America is a Christian nation, but this brings about a needed discipline from God when there is a turning away from the standard of God. So we can say all of this, and we can, and, and, and these things may be true, But this puts a responsibility upon us as well as being those who say that we are, have been built and our foundation has been, you know, on biblical principles. There's a responsibility there to carry it out. You know, my pastor back home, he's always talking about how it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Hmm. You can start off on fire, doing all kind of great things for the Lord, end up at the end of your life, shipwrecked. It's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. If we as a country can make the claim to be a, a nation under God, if we can realize that our formation was a miracle, it was a miracle itself, and that it should not have even been possible, we also have, have to recognize that when we disobey, that we will be disciplined and even fall under God's judgment. This is what happened. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 through 11 says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. God disciplines nations, and I believe God considers that America was founded with a respect for his word. This is why we have experienced so many years of blessing. But what happens when a nation not only turns from God, but sticks the proverbial finger in the eye of God. How does God respond if we are indeed a nation that have been uh, founded upon godly principles? What responsibility does that bring to us? Well, Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 14 through 20 reads, Then the Lord, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, if a country sins against me by being unfaithful, and I stretch out my hand against it, destroy its supply of bread, send famine against it, and eliminate from it both human and animal life, even though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in its midst, by their own righteousness they could only save themselves, declares the Lord God. If I were to cause vicious animals to pass through the land and they depopulated it, And it became desolate so that no one would pass through it because of the animals. Though these three men were in its midst, as I live, declares the Lord God, they could not save either their sons or their daughters. They alone would be saved, but the country would be desolate. Or if I were to bring a sword on that country and say, a sword is to pass through the country, and I eliminate human and animal life from it, Even though these three men were in its midst, as I live, declares the Lord God, they could not save either their sons or their daughters, but they alone would be saved. Or if I were to send a plague against that country and pour out my wrath on it in blood to eliminate man and animal from it, even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in its midst, as I live, declares the Lord God, they could not save their Their son or their daughters, they will save only themselves by their righteousness. You know, when a nation touts its very existence on God's providence, but then turn away from God, over time God gives them over to their own desires. It it takes repentance, and not only repentance, and I'll talk about this a little later, but a, a repentance and a turning away, a forsaking of sin, that we will be redeemed by God, that we will be restored. We all know how it goes. Romans chapter 1, we understand that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, of people who suppress the truth in righteousness. Now, let's think about where we live. And I'm going to get to some of these um, specific things where we are suppressing the truth of God. We're suppressing the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident. It's clear. Within them, they understand this, for God made it evident to them. God did this. So it's clear. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made so that they are without excuse. So man has no excuse. For even though they knew God and, did not, and they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasonings and their, their uh, senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind of birds four-footed animals and crawling creatures therefore because of this therefore now this when we read this we got to understand if you if you if we are real and we are looking at this these words this is where we are even as a country even when we look at the church we're dabbling in a lot of these things. Therefore, God gave them up to vile impurity in the lust of their hearts. He gave them over to what they wanted, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them, for they exchanged the truth of God for falsehood and worship and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchange natural relations for that which is contrary to nature, and likewise the men too. abandon natural relations with women and burn in their desire toward one another, males with males, committing shameful acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a depraved mind. You see the, the progression or the regression <laughs> to do those things that are not proper. People having been filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unfeeling, unfeeling, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And God gives them a spirit of stupor that even if they wanted to see and hear, they can't. You can get to a point that even if you desire to see, you can't. And brother Abel always say, and I and I say this too, that sin makes you stupid. Sin makes you stupid. It causes you to do stupid things. You're led by your feelings. It caught man. It's sin makes you stupid. You can't even think straight. Remember how God dealt with His son Israel. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, let their ta- let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not and bend their backs forever. That's Romans 11, 8. So in addition to abortion, right? We know that's a hot button issue, but it's a it's, it's a it's a life issue. It's a personhood issue. So, But in addition to abortion, legalizing same-sex marriage, pornography being viewed more in America than any other country in the world, think about this. Now, because I'm about to stack it up, and I want to make my case of why I believe from the scriptures that God has given us the spirit of stupor. So in addition to abortion, legalizing same-sex marriage, pornography being viewed more in America than any other country in the world, sex trafficking, soaring murder rates and violence, rebellion in the streets, entertainment and media totally given over to depravity and deviancy, churches failing to make disciples, the world's increased influence of the church. All these things, Because in addition to that, when we come back, we're going to look at the headlines. I'm just going to read off some of the headlines we're de- dealing with today. And I want you to tell me if there's not a a, a, a gross darkness and blindness, not only within, within the world, but within the church as well. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this. Ernie Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will. Let me get right back into it. We're talking about the spirit of stupor. Um, The scripture that um, I I was using to highlight that was Romans chapter 11, um, verse 8 through 10. That God gave them a a spirit of stupor, and this is not the only place where we see this. I talked before how He called caused a, a deep slumber to come upon people where they couldn't see and couldn't hear. And this was a spiritual thing that was going on because prophets were still prophesying, you know, and uh, the word of God was still going forth, but people could not receive it. They could not hear it. They couldn't see it. And it was based upon their hearts. Their heart condition was was away from the Lord. And so he caused them to to be given over basically to what they desired. They didn't want God. They didn't want to hear the truth. They tried to suppress the truth. But before the break, I was saying, in addition to abortion, legalizing same-sex marriage, pornography being viewed more in America than any other country in the world, sex trafficking, soaring mar- murder rates and violence, rebellion in the streets, entertainment and media totally given over to depravity and deviancy, churches failing to make disciples, and the world's influence increasing on the church. Let's look at some of the headlines. So I'm just going to read some of these headlines, some of the Um, I'm going to read what the headline is and I'm going to read maybe portions of the story. Here's one Church to start counting non binary members. United Methodist congregation in the U.S. will soon have a new way to break down the gender of its members. By a voice vote, June 25th, the General Council of Finance and Administration Board approved revising local church. Uh, statistical forms to include non-binary alongside the categories of male and female. I did say church. I say church to start counting. Church. Non-binary, for those who need to know, is a commonly used term for people whose gender identity falls outside the man woman binary. This is, this is confusion published this month by the Williams Institute at the UCLA School of Law found that 11% of the LGBTQ adults ages 18 to 60 identify as non-binary. That translates to about 1.2 million U.S. adults. Remember, we're talking about a spirit of stupor. When God has already said how he created male and female, we're talking about Non non binary stuff. And we're not only talking about that kind of stuff, you know, in the world. But here's a church denomination that's saying, okay, we're gonna add that too. Stuper. Stupor. Okay. Number two. Abortion is not only a woman's right. What? Abortion is not only a woman's right. Okay. Austin Women's Health Center recognizes that abortion is not just a women's right issue. Women are not the only people who need access to abortion. And while our clinic name does not reflect this, we are working toward providing a more inclusive environment for all of our patients. We also recognize that using gendered language, such as women's right or pregnant woman, contributes to the exclusion of marginalized communities who need access to abortion and who are impacted by medically unnecessary restrictions when doing so, which is why we've updated our initial consultation forms to include a space for patients to include what pronouns to use when providing them care. We believe that gender is a social construct and respect, that not everyone's gender identity is the same as their assigned gender at birth. Stupor. So, now you have the people who are killing babies saying that well, when a we don't want to say this is a woman, a pregnant woman that's coming in here, maybe she identifies as something else like a a man or or whatever. So, we need to use those pronouns for before we abort babies. Now you're aborted Look, stupor. That's dumb. Sin makes you stupid. When we <laughs> they want to enforce pronouns upon women who will come in and say, well, I want I'm not i I'm not a woman. I am a man. Or so as I get my abortion, refer to me as a man. That's, that's a spirit of stupor. I mean, it's already bad that, you know, we have the abortion thing going on, but they're adding to it. It's, it's, it's just dumb. All right, number three. The Delta variant of COVID is now the dominant strand in the U.S. Okay. The highly transmissible Delta of variant is now the dominant strand of the coronavirus in the United States. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported Tuesday. As of July 3rd, the latest date for which data was available, the Delta variant accounted for 51.7% of new COVID-19 cases that had been genetically sequenced in the country. Two weeks earlier, on June 19th, the variant accounted for just over 30% of new cases. Judgment. Judgment. Now, we don't want to look at these types of things and say, hmm, we had the COVID thing going around, and now it's taking a new form and a new shape. So people are just saying, you know, go ahead and and, and get the shot and and this stuff. But as Christians, why don't we step back and say pestilence? Why don't we kind of survey this thing and say, man, what is God saying? Is this judgment? Because remember, since 1973, we we we've legally killed babies in this country. Like, do we think you we think we get a pass for that? You know, this country we have legalized what they call same-sex marriage. Like, so when you have outbreaks <laughs> and diseases and, and viruses, could it be pestilence? I know that's a biblical word, but I'm 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 just saying. Number four, more than 230 people fatally shot in shootings over the 4th of July weekend. At at least 233 people were killed and 618 people were injured by gun violence in more than 500 shootings across the country during the 4th of July weekend. This is a a 26% drop. Now, from last year, now think about this. 233 people are killed. And 618 are injured, and that was a drop from last year. I would say to this, judgment. Because we're talking about the 4th of July weekend. What goes on every day throughout this year? You can go to different cities and you pull up their stats, you'll see that there's a lot of murder happening in the streets. There's a lot of violence going on. Judgment. Why? Because of lawlessness. Man, has God brought about a stupor upon this land that we can't even see what these things are because we are so caught up in, in, in you know, giving them new names and saying, oh, it's not that bad, or just kind of living amongst all this happening, but it, it, it does not move us. Are we dull? Number five. Most Christian colleges, and we talked about this yesterday, (laughs) most Christian colleges will never be safe, a safe space for LGBTQ students, but they must still do better to affirm and support us. Stupor. Judgment. We're talking about Christian colleges being forced to affirm something that is not godly. Number six, America's largest teachers union backs teaching CRT to children. America's largest teachers union has announced it backs the teaching of critical race theory in schools. It wants to hire a staff to fight back against those who oppose CRT. Hmm. And has called for an October 14 rally to be held in honor of George Floyd's birthday. The National Educators Association recently approved a resolution to promote critical race theory through its existing channels, work to fight back against opponents opponents of the practice. It also wants to assemble a team to teach it to union members and create a national day of action to start a dialogue about systemic racism on October 14th. Stupor. We want to teach our kids to hate, and we're making this like... Something that would be across the country, and I'm glad parents are standing up and saying, "No, we don't want this." But this is the biggest teacher, u- teachers' union, the N-E- the NEA, saying that man, we, this is we have embraced this. We want your child to hate you, <laughs> and to be rebellious, and to hate this country. We want that, man. That is stupid. That is stupid. You live in this country, and you want children to be raised up to hate this country. Sin makes you stupid. That's dumb. Number seven. New CPS program puts free condoms in nearly every school, including elementaries. stu poor. That's stupid. When Chicago public schools fully reopen late next month for the first time since the start of the pandemic, students will be returning to schools stocked with hand sanitizer, Disinfectant wipes, masks, forehead thermometers, and air purifiers. But nearly every CPS school will also have items that experts say will keep students healthy and safe regardless of the, of the status of the pandemic menstruation products and condoms. Like, really? Condoms. Both will be provided as a result of new policy passed by the CPS Board of Education in December a similar action that will require all schools in Illinois to provide these products. Under CPS policy, schools that teach fifth grade and up must maintain a condom availability program as part of the expanded vision of sexual health education. That means all but a dozen which enroll only younger grades of the more than 600 CPS schools will have condoms. Stupor. Like, come on, man. Then I just saw this headline. San Francisco gay choir literally sings, we're coming for your children in a new music video. Look, this is in America. This is here. And if we don't wake up out of this slumber and begin to turn our hearts and our faces towards God, That would be destruction. So in these headlines listed above, we have, one, sexual deviancy and confusion, affirmed by the church. We have more confusion through using gender pronouns for women who want to abort babies but not be referred to as women. We have an affirmation of killing babies. Now, this is all in America. We have pestilence. And what is pestilence? A contagious or infectious epidemic, a disease that is uh, virulent and devastating. Hmm. We have lawlessness, which is a state of disorder due to disregard of the law. We have persecution. We have Christian institutions being bombarded and harassed into accepting the godless spirit of this age and make room and allowances for sin. We have where the teaching of children to hate and rebelliousness against parents and authority, CRT. We want to teach that in in all the schools. We have indoctrination of children to be more and more sexualized. So what's the bottom line? We are definitely under the judgment of God as a nation, and when you think of all these issues, we've been lulled to sleep as the people of God. There's a dullness that's not even perceived by a lot of us. Things are happening and we can't discern. Why is it that so many stupid ideas are not, being, not only being offered, but being accepted by the professing church? Why, why can't we see this? How in the world does something like CRT get a foothold in the house of God? How is something just a few, uh, just a few years ago described as a mental health disorder Now, something celebrated by culture, the culture without, and some of the segments of the professing church, is celebrated, homosexuality. Why aren't we outraged at the moves to indoctrinate our children? And why are we so lax in our mentality towards the discipleship and the education of our children? These are features of a nation under judgment that has been given a spirit of stupor to me. There's no other answer. The hope is for repentance. When we realize the situation that we are in, it is only God that can awaken us. It is the Lord that gives a spirit of stupor, and we have to seek the Lord for an awakening of our senses, to have a sensibility, our sensibilities back, that we can be a people that will discern. This has been Aaron Addison's Here, Wednesdays with Will, and tomorrow we'll be right back, Lord willing.